Today's reading is from Matthew chapter 14. John the Baptist's disciples came and took his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. Now when Jesus heard about the beheading of John the Baptist, he withdrew from there in, in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went to shore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fishes. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled, and they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. The Gospel of our Lord. May be seated. Thanks, Joni. Now, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. It's the kind of news that turns your belly upside down. And Jesus had to literally get away from where he was. Hearing details like this make Jesus seem so human because we all can relate. It is like the moment when we hear, hear the devastating news of an unexpected death or tra tragedy. Our gut drops, our hearts break, and everything seems to stop. We drop the phone, we walk away, we curl up in a ball. And for a time, we are suspended trying to take in this new reality. Yet for Jesus, his time away is passing. He gets into a boat and rows and rows into brief moments of silence and calm. But just as his boat seems to skim the shoreline, he sees the crowd of people who have come and have walked to a place to meet him on the other side of the lake. He cannot escape the beaten-downness of this world, the neediness of the people just ahead of him. There is no place for him to go to be alone, to get away to what has processed and what has happened to his cousin John. Matthew tells us when Jesus saw the swarming crowds who had followed him, he had compassion for them and cured the sick. Now, I would venture to guess that most of us have heard a version of the story of the feeding of the thousands and thousands of people with just two fish and five loaves of bread. But do we know the story that precedes it as well? 
I think when we lay these two stories next to each other, we can get a glimpse of what God is all about. So now the story before the story. Herod the king hosts his own birthday party. It is a gathering of the gluttons with the -the over-the-top buffet table wine and spirits ever flowing and really unsuitable entertainment. Herod's young niece comes and dances for the men. And Herod, in his drunkenness, tries to please this young girl by offering her whatever she wishes. And instead of asking for something fitting for a young girl, her mother coaxes her to say that she would like John the Baptist's head on a platter. John had been publicly condemning the two for having an affair, and now comes the revenge. It is power gone awry with clearly no value for human life. In Herod's attempt to save face to his party guests, he acquiesces to the young girl's request. In a moment, John is murdered. The headless body of the one who baptized Jesus will soon be buried in a grave. Much is empty and scarce in this world when human life is not valued and when greediness and narcissism take lead. So with this dysfunction and darkness happening in one place, we now go to the other side of the lake where desperate people are swarming to see Jesus. He doesn't avoid them. He gets into the middle of them. And as the hours go by, the disciples are ready for a break. They ask Jesus to dismiss the people so the people are able to head back to the villages to get something to eat. Instead, Jesus says to his disciples, you give them something to eat, and the rest unfolds. The disciples bring Jesus what they have, a small amount of fish and a little bread. Jesus takes them, gives thanks, and blesses them. And in some miraculous way, every one of those people, from adults to kids, not only ate, but was filled. I think the most amazing word in this story is the word all. No one was excluded. Everyone was filled. One cannot miss the backdrop of this miracle story, the cruelty of this world, power gone wild, with no regard for the value of human life, a few having it all. It is there, though, that God shows up unannounced and unexpected. Something small and insignificant is made abundant for all people. Yet Jesus doesn't make everything easy and tidy. He doesn't take care of this on his own. He gets into the thick of it and tells his disciples, get in here to give them something to eat. You can't miss that about Matthew's version. I wonder if the real miracle in this story is what compassion can do. I heard once that the opposite of idolatry is neighbor. The opposite of being focused on one thing or yourself is seeing the face of another. 
Herod never looked into the eyes of John the Baptist. When Jesus looked at the faces of people who came to him, he saw them and he had compassion for them. And in that moment, what was considered limited is transformed into more than enough. How is compassion created? One of our calls here at Mount Olivet is simply to feed people. Because when we are hungry, we cannot learn, we cannot work, we cannot think clearly, we cannot live. Being nourished is a basic human need and it gives us the ability to live and to thrive. And compassion is stirred when we see the faces of those who are fed. That is why we support Kid Pack at Northport Elementary because we get to touch the little containers of applesauce and, and beef sticks and packets of oatmeal that all get put into a little bag and a team of Mount Olivet people see the sweet faces of the children who receive the little bags of weekend food. We talk to them, we hug them, and for moments we enter their world and compassion is awakened. We take what we have and we ask God to bless it to fill bellies and somehow change lives. We partner with PRISM, our local service agency who provides foods for families. Families who are in our neighborhoods, who we work in, who we live with. Compassion is bred when we know that every family needs meals to sustain life. 21 kids just returned home from a week of immersion in Chicago where they worked at community and social service agencies to feed people. Compassion is stirred in these young people to hear another story, to see that regular things matter and that this world is bigger than their own lives. We are the power and wealth of this world. And we, when we try to hold and wield for the supposed deserving, but the miracle comes on the other side of the lake, where the need is great, where things seem limited. God will take whatever we have and then calls us to participate, to give people something to eat so all will be filled. Compassion is the miracle. We are all needy, hungry, and hurting. The good news is that God knows this and comes to us in a face, a story in bread and wine. He takes our meager and he magnifies what is possible. Stop looking within and look around. Feed someone with whatever you have. That is where compassion is born, and that's where miracles will be found. Amen.